Welcome back, listener, to another episode of A Real Page Turner with Donnie Granza and Mara Maros. Hi, Donnie. Hello, Mara. It's great to be back with another episode, another uh, holiday-themed episode. Although this yes. one it's kind of us. Uh, it's kind of right in the middle between two different holidays. So interesting. Interesting. And I think I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start off talking about this particular film. Uh, it was a film from 1993 called The Nightmare Before Christmas. It was written and produced by Tim Burton, directed by Henry Selleck, and features a cast that includes Chris Sarandon, Catherine o- O'Hara, William Hickey, Ken Page, Paul Rubens, and Glenn Shaddix, among others. It was a big, uh, a big success. Is you know, it's a stop motion animation film and is considered. Um, and it was kind of like a landmark film amongst stop motion pictures. Uh, it was a huge success, grossing over $90 million at the box office, earning a lot of critical acclaim as well, and was nominated for an Oscar for its visual effects, uh, but it lost to Jurassic Park. Uh, but kind of like even being nominated as like a stop motion film, you know, for its visual effects to be nominated is, you know, pretty notable there. So yeah, and a lot of people don't know is that this was based off of a poem and children's book. Pass on to you to uh, give a little insight on that. Yeah, so The night, the Nightmare Before Christmas is based off... Tim Burton actually wrote it, wrote the poem, and then he has a picture book as well. And the picture book really closely follows the the story of the movie. So it's really um, an interesting poem that Tim Burton wrote uh, when he was a Disney anime and it really very closely follows the book. And he did do the picture book, I believe, after the movie. So the picture book he kind of made as like a commemorative almost update to that after the movie. But the poem was before the movie. And he wrote that when he was a Disney animator, which is um, pretty cool. And the poem really follows very closely the movie with a few different changes. But the picture book really is quite uh, visually stunning, you know, because it was, you know, illustrated probably after the movie, it follows very closely some of the main parts of the movie, like Jack Skellington, the Christmas presents that he brings. So, you know, it is pretty pretty close, but it's it's a very it's it's really a cool book and poem and I think kids would really enjoy it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I had no idea this was based off of a poem. That. And then I looked up, I found the poem I found the poem and, and read it and all the time because I was familiar with with this film. I had seen it over and over again. We it's one of my it was one of my sister's favorite movies growing up and it was and we or we had it on VHS dating myself there and who used to watch it and it's on tv like all the time like and, and it's funny like you'll see it on tv uh and the lead up to halloween to her because you know it is about skeleton and the halloween time and, and like the halloween town and you know you also see it um on tv on tv and like in december like leading up to christmas leading up to christmas so it's kind of fun it's kind of funny how it's like nestled between these two worlds and if you're you know unfamiliar kind of like 
like with with the story, it's a brief rundown that with there's all these different towns. One of them is Halloween Town with like Jack Skellington, voiced by Chris Sarandon, and he and he kind of stumbles upon this uh, this area in the woods with all these different trees that have doors in that represent like the different holidays. Like there's a Halloween one, there's an Easter one, there's a St. Patrick's Day, I think, and he sees the Christmas one is intrigued and goes in and sees uh, Christmas Town. He sees how wonderful and magical it is and wants to bring this like celebration to his town. He ends up trying to play as uh, as Santa himself to mixed results, to put it mildly. But yeah, it was um, a book. The movie really did, you know, follow the poem pretty faithfully. Because I remember thinking, uh, you know, before I read it, I was like, oh, this is a poem. It's going to be like a little, you know, probably just uh, the same basic idea, but then like much more expanded. But I'm reading the poem and seeing like, you know, what's unfolding, what Jack is doing and all these different things. And, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, I remember that. I remember that. That happens. That happens. And it's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, the one difference is that really I didn't realize the movie. So I had never seen this movie. It was not a movie that was ever really on my radar, but I didn't realize that it's kind of like a musical too. There's a lot of singing in it, which I didn't realize, but it was you know, very good, but I didn't, I had never seen this movie. And there was a part of me that really liked the poem a lot better in the picture book. And maybe it's just because this isn't the type of movie that I generally watch, but it was very good. And I liked the storyline and, you know, it is very, although it's a dark picture, like, you know, I think we're used, I, me personally, when you're used to animation, you're used to vibrant colors and, you know, there's a lot of color in them where this one is really kind of more dark, but I think some of the things they did in it were really cool. You know, like when Jack was standing, I think it's the picture that's on the front of like everything. He He's like standing on that little hill singing and then the thing unfolds and he walks down it and like turns into steps almost like, and I thought that was really cool. But I think that's like, you know, the one thing that I didn't expect, I didn't expect all the singing because I didn't know that's what it was about like what it did yeah it is you know pretty much a musical um and like with the stop motion animation like it, it's really like it's kind of fascinating it, it's what um i remember like seeing something like maybe like i don't know when i was a kid like on like i don't know if it was like on a vhs tape or maybe like in between shows or something on tv some kind of like little like mini documentary and they're talking about doing stop motion animation and it's a like how much it goes into it you know and how much for just like oh like a couple sec like a couple seconds or minutes of of things and i remember hearing about this and how long it takes to you know make these make these films and shows and whatever i just think like oh why even bother why even bother with that like just do like regular animation so it's um pretty fat uh it was pretty fascinating and like tech you know technically brilliant and yeah i think you have to like really appreciate the genius of like tim burton because i do think he is you know pretty amazing and I, i really like a lot of his movies but i think particularly like when you see like he wrote this poem as an animator and then brought it to life in a spectacular fashion that seemed to really closely follow what his vision was i i I think if you read the poem it's pretty similar and i think that's like just something that is such a talent that you know it probably is few and far between um and i generally like tim burton movies so i thought that was pretty cool you know there was one difference that we could talk about was the addition of the character sally and yes like kind of that the doctor who was in the wheelchair, like he was pretty, you know, uh, he was funny, but cruel, but um, the, you know, the character is Sally, which they probably added to kind of make a little bit of a love interest type of conflict to it. Yeah, exactly. Like I, um, I remembered her, you know, character and uh, she, um, 
And as I was reading the poem, I was waiting for like her to make her debut or something. And then I get to the end of the poem and I was like, oh, she wasn't in it at all. So I was like, okay, there's there there's a difference. It's not, you know, so it didn't follow a hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, you're completely right that, you know, they needed some, felt like they needed some kind of a, a love interest story, you know, Sally and Sally was created for that. And she was, uh, she, um, she was voiced by Moira Rose herself, Catherine O'Hara. And, um, you know, which I was like very surprised. I was very surprised. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Ca- I didn't know. That Catherine was O'Hara <laughs> Was it, was the voice in this or that it was Chris Sarandon? Oh uh, yeah. No, no. Like I, um, but yeah, Chris Sarandon doesn't do the singing no exactly it's actually um danny elfman who composed like all the music for the film actually is the singing voice of jack so i was a little um so i was in- interesting so i say maybe you know chris sarandon wasn't that gifted of a singer but for whatever reason but just to, you know to mention like tim burt uh to Burton again. I found it kind of like interestingly because a lot of people assumed that this was like his film that he directed, but no, it was Henry Selleck who di- who directed it. And he, uh, you know, but obviously like it was Tim Burton's film where he got the idea and wrote it and, you know, brought it, kind of brought it to life. And it's actually the title has actually been referred to sometimes as Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. I think it probably because he is the more like notable name. And, you know, I think about when this came Came out and you know he was kind of like on a big you know run of success just a few years earlier he had batman batman returns which were huge monster successes and edward scissorhands and so the thing so he was kind of really like a hot commodity at the time where like his name you know despite being like a director it's not like an actor or something his name could really like sell the movie so it's not surprised that they went with that and kind of put him at the for at the forefront of the film yeah and he He's done like so many great things. And it's funny because Catherine, you know, O'Hara was in Beetlejuice too, which he did. So it seems like they have a, a little bit of a good history together. Yeah, I forgot to mention Beetlejuice too. <laughs> right? I love Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I like this one. Um, I don't know. I really like the shorts, the, the poem. You know, I was telling somebody that I work with, like who has little ones. And I'm like, this was such a cute picture book, like story. Like if you wanted, like that would be a good one to read. You know, it's easy to read. It's not very long. The pictures, if you like the movie, follow them, you know, in the book, follow the movie with all the, you know, the toys that Jack Skellington. And, you know, I think it's, you know, the message of the movie is he wanted, he was bored with his everyday life and wanted to do something new and took it over. And instead of, you know, he kind of made it almost a Halloween Christmas with the creepy toys, but, you know, it was Halloween land. All thought those were the greatest things ever. Whereas in Christmas land, kids were used to, you know, Actual toys. Actual toys and not like vampire bats or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But I thought the ending, so I thought the ending I did think was a little gentler in the poem, right? Like Santa's not as mad, right? Like Santa's like, you know, Jack, I get why you did what you did, but it was wrong. And I thought Santa was a little bit more meaner at the end of the movie. Like he wasn't as, (laughs) you know, he wasn't as forgiving. He was kind of like mad at Jack, but I thought in the short story you know in the poem he um he was a little more gentler yeah and i think you know that that, that did make sense to the film you know considering the fact that santa got kidnapped and was right. tied right. up in that that you know it, yeah that's one kind of unrealistic part of the poem where he's just like oh yeah it's like you live you learn you know yeah. 
no harm, no foul or something. Kind of. And the boogeyman, you know, the boogeyman was kind of a, a new spin in the movie where he was like kind of keeping Santa and Sally captive till Jack got back. And, you know, he was like kind of keeping them. The boogeyman was, I don't think he was in the poem. No, no. That was another new addition. And it's funny with like the, uh, what was his name? Um, uh, Oogie Bo- Oogie Boogie. Yeah. Yeah. And he, um, they're, there was something I was reading about that there was a little like uh, some concern that his character was like kind of like as um, kind of portrayed as like stereotypical, like as in like African American, and that there was there would be accusations of um, of ra- you know of racist portrayal uh, there. Uh, but yeah, that there was you know a lot of concern going into uh going into that hmm. um but yeah especially by tim Bur- uh, by tim burton but there was you know really nothing you know didn't go over like not too many like complaints or or anything uh from it so i think they just wanted to like you know portray him as some kind of like evil guy <laughs> and i didn't really like see anything you know that offensive for anything about it just and just kind of a boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, it didn't strike me as standard, anything when, yeah. I, when I saw it. Um, no, I, yes. I didn't strike me that way, but I don't, you know, no. that's my perception. Yeah. Anything else about this one? I know it's kind of a short one. You know, the movie is only yeah. 77 minutes long, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. The poem very, is relatively, yeah. you know, short, a few stanzas, you know, a little bit longer, but not incredibly long, you know, but the movie is, you know, I think an appropriate length for a animated movie yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of strange like it is it is sure like he like even amongst like movie standards then even like with kids movies it does t- tend to be like for roughly like an hour and a half or that you know and this was a little shorter by like about 13 minutes and it's funny like whenever i see it on tv the runtime is usually pretty short now obviously with tv with, when they show movies on tv they, they had commercials so an hour and a half movie usually translates to about two uh two hours of runtime uh but i notice whenever it's on tv it's like a little less like they'll have it in as like an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes or something yeah weird little, time slot yeah so something i always notice it's very very short parents if you gotta you know wrap some presents or something you know stick it in for your kids but uh, um you may not be able to wrap all of the presents in the time frame but right something you know let's yeah. get a decent dent in good well yeah. anything else you wanted to talk about no i know you touched on it before but i didn't you know i did really like the music i think you know very like and i was kind of surprised like some of like the more like emotional songs like you know kind of like ballad type songs it had in there that mm-hmm. uh, was a little you know a little more mature for a kid's movie but i think it, it worked it really worked yeah <laughs> and i highly recommend the picture book stop at your library grab it yeah that's where i got mine <laughs> yeah Good. Well then, until next week, everyone, I hope you're watching your favorite holiday movies. And until then, uh, keep reading. And keep watching. <laughs>